Okay, we're good. Wednesday, about 10.57 a.m. What a beautiful day to be live, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're here with my buddy, my student. Um, now he's a business owner, Art, Sean Fairchild. But let's start our day, boys. Let's start our day with a little bit of James Clear and see your thoughts on some of the shit he says. JamesClear.com, he has this newsletter. I've talked about it before. He pulls things from different books, different smart people to think about and talk about. So I'll just go over a couple one. First one here, um, he says, define yourself by your effort, not your suffering. Very good. I think that's good. Um, quotes from others. Mathematician Paul Hamas on what distinguishes the best from the rest. I read once that the true mark of a pro at anything is that he understands, loves, and is good at even the drudgery of his profession. That's good. That's real good. I mean, the drudgery of our profession, or I mean, is probably cutting weight. Cutting weight is the fucking bullshit of it. But you got to understand it. You got to learn to love it. Um, for Mariah, she's a professional barrel racer, so she has to pick up those horses' shit every day. She has to feed them every day, every morning, every night. She never complained about it once. Um, this one's about writer Doris Lessing on how to choose what to read. There's only one way to read, which is to browse in libraries and bookshops, picking up books that attract you, reading only those, dropping them when they bore you, skipping the parts that drag, and never, never reading anything because you feel you ought or because it is part of a trend or a movement. Remember that the book which bores you when you are 20 or 30 will open doors for you when you are 40 or 50 and vice versa. Don't read a book out of its right time for you. That's good. I remember five years ago trying to read some Alan Watts shit, trying to read even some of the Don Miguel Ruiz guy, and I couldn't even interpret it. So it just go over my head. But reading those years later, it's like you start to understand it a little more. But that's good too. I mean, people are like, I can't read, I can't read, I don't like to read. I mean, I just can't read. I'm like, you're probably reading shit that you just don't give a fuck about. I didn't, I didn't read a full book until I was 21. Really? Never. Like, I, I uh, they would assign some, like, books in school, but, you know, I just thought reading was stupid. For fucking nerds and geeks? Yeah, little nerds, but. What was your first book you read? I think uh, it was called The Alchemist. And you liked it? It was decent. What was the first book you read? Never read a book. You read comics. Spider-Man. He reads his Bhagavad Spider-verse. Gita. <laughs> you ever look at that anime porn? <laughs> no, I've seen it though, I but I never clicked on it. <laughs> Does it turn you or? No, I think it's kind of weird. Really? Come on, be honest. This is an all likes. honest podcast here. <laughs> what was your first book, Dr. Seuss? Fuck, I don't even know, dude. Like very, very first book? Very, very first book was, I think, called The Hatchet. It's about this story. This guy's plane goes down. He has to live in the wilderness when I was... In school, some bullshit. You remember this book called The Child Call It or some shit like that? It was like a fucked up book, but like 
Like major region school. Like a scary book? No, it wasn't a scary book. Was it was like, like tra- about a transgender type book? No, it was about a kid who was just like had a fucked up childhood or some shit. Oh, it sounds familiar. Child called it. Okay, how about this one? Nearly, this was reminds me of what we were talking about uh, today, Jay, with, about you and niece. Nearly everything in life has a useful zone, a desired dose. 10 minutes in the sun can energize you. 10 hours in the sun can burn you. This concept applies to many things. Work, relationships, hobbies, exercise, food. Just got to balance it all out. I mean, dude, that's what... I feel like if Mariah didn't have her passion with horses and we were together all the time and she just needed me and we were just together all the time, I'd be like, I'd get get fucking sick of you. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so this concept applies to many things. A good desired dose. I think that's important for relationships too. Well, it's hard to find a girl who has a passion like that. It's rare, isn't it? It's and fucking th- rare. Their their passion is you. Mm-hmm. Usually, yeah. I just think they're wired like that. Um, I just think they're wired like that in the sense of uh, yellow. Who is that? Um, they're in the wa- sense of like they crave uh love. And you know feelings and shit like that. Whereas the the males, we kind of crave like uh, a career path, just getting after it, like it's alpha shit or yeah, what? Yeah, exactly. We're yeah. just wired different, you know. Mm-hmm. They're wired mm-hmm. to crave that. So yeah, and some girls that don't have really anything that they're super passionate about, they think they need their second half. They need to be completed by someone. When it's like, dude, maybe find a way to be completed by yourself. You might be an easier partner, but a lot of relationships too that don't have neither of them have passions and they they're together. They have a kid and that gives them kind of something to to live for and gives them. Yeah, that's something. true. Okay, the next one, James Clear. Uh, just simple quote: "The climb is the fun part." I think that's fucking true, dude. Some of the funnest parts of, I mean, fighting and training for me were training at team quest not having a lot of money coming down here being pretty broke living at the apartment with sean or living at my own apartment be broke just struggling looking back on i mean those are super super fun parts and even for jujitsu you're like oh man when i get to a black belt when i get to a black belt it's like the blue belt experiences the purple belt experiences the brown belt experiences those are like those are the the fun part same Um, thing with getting girls too it's the chase that's fun it is. Once you fuck them, you kind of get bored of it. At least sometimes. I, do. I mean, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, the chase. I don't know what it is. It's it's it's, it's our ego. It's a challenge. It's our ego. I think too. It boosts our ego when we're able to smooth the girl over and the girl likes yeah. us and yeah, definitely. But yeah, it's it's always the the chase. Like even for building a business, it was like that was the fun part, you know stressful too we'll we'll get into that we'll get into that okay this one says good marketing can sell once but only a good product can sell twice in the long run your performance reverts the value you provide it's pretty good good marketing can sell anything once but only a good product can sell twice okay how about this one motivation comes and goes if you want to do something consistently then don't pick a level of difficulty that requires great motivation Make it easy enough and simple enough that you'll do it even when you don't feel very motivated. 
I mean, you see that with jujitsu all the time, dude. I can't even tell you how many people come in and be like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to be great at this. I'm going to, and then it's like, it starts to get tough and you start getting in a couple months into jujitsu and then a year into jujitsu and you're like, holy fuck, the growth is so slow in jujitsu and it's so tough and I got to be sore every fucking day. And people, the motivation just goes zunk and drops off. I wonder what the conversion rate of people who, after training for two years, how many stay? Like what percentage? I think most quit after blue belt. I think most get their blue belt and then there's like... I thought Jay was going to quit at blue. Did you? No, Jay likes jiu-jitsu. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have my days. Like, obviously, like, we're, you're just kind of burnt out, you know? Or yeah. I don't know. It could be, like, other things outside of what's going outside of my life. So it's like jiu-jitsu. It's like, but I don't know. I always tell myself I'm just going to keep showing up. Even if I have shitty days, at least I'm like. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't want to just go through the motions. You know what I mean? I don't know. Just the balance, I guess. I mean. When I'm just training, I'm just training, having hard training. Just the other day, I mean, I had kind of Monday off. Sunday was kind of a rest too. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Just getting pissed off. And it's just shitty mood. Eating whatever I want, feeling like shit. But then I went and worked out with Brandon. He was pushing me in different workouts till failure. And that just re-fucking-juvenated me, dude. Brings you back to real life. Okay. Psychologist and author Adam Grant on criticism. Criticizing is easy and fast. Creating creating is difficult and slow the two hours you spent on a book or a movie usually took two years to produce anyone can tear down someone else's work the true test of insight is whether you can help them improve it or build something on your own pretty good okay how about this one chris bales a psychiatrist on the goal of adulthood the goal of adulthood is to let go of the other possible existences and to make the best of the one a successful adult is one who understands that it doesn't matter which life you ultimately pick, only that you live it well. And I said that to Trevor this morning because Trevor's my buddy, good athletic kid, and he always he's he's always like, "What if we did this? What if we did this?" And he has his kids and he has his his job he works. And sometimes he thinks about, "Oh, what if what life could be in AZ? What life mm-hmm. could be like this?" And I sent him this. I'm like, "Dude, you got to be thankful for the life you have. You have two healthy kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, a hot wife, a nice house. You have a lot of things going for you. So just learning to enjoy that and be there with your kids and con- instead of constantly thinking like, what if I'd have done this or s- different shit?" Yeah, the it's one It's hard cuz well. Trevor's exactly like us. Oh, he is. He is. <laughs> okay, how about this one? What is one of your natural gifts? How can you spend more time leveraging it? What would you say one of your natural gifts is? Mm, I don't know. I feel like probably uh, business. Now that I'm in in it, like mm-hmm. I feel like it was just so easy. Like no, nobody really taught me. I I didn't really read too many books on it. it just kind of came naturally. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Jay, what about you? How- uh, I'm trying to think. I always feel like I've like I have good people skills. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I can always connect with somebody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just like finding a way to connect with people and like that can go a long ways as far as like building relationships into whatever. You know what I mean? Business relationships, just good friendships. I don't know. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, for I I think for me maybe teaching i guess and being able to explain things in a way that people can understand them um and i think being calm 
when shit's pretty fucking hectic. But I think that's I feel like kinda, that's a skill. I think mm-hmm. that came from my experiences too, being in just yeah. so many fights, being in a bunch of tough spots, doing jujitsu so long, wrestling for a long time, doing all these different things. Um I think that was a skill that I wasn't born with. Yeah, you're right. That's a big skill to have. If you let your emotions get up every time some little problem rises, you're going to have a tough time building anything, having a good relationship. Toad, yeah. I mean, and and picking something tough would probably help you do, I mean, probably just jujitsu. Yeah. In jujitsu, you get in tough spots all the fucking time, dude. I mean, and having to stay calm. And then when something hectic happens outside of the gym, yeah, kind of used to it. Jiu-jitsu will benefit every part of your life 100%. Yeah. Yeah, it really will. Especially if you're not doing anything tough in your life. For sure. Yeah, but that, okay, so the ADCC tournament, I mean, dude, that's such a grueling tournament. Especially for the next one, I'm going to be even more prepared for that because... That tournament is such a mental game, dude. It's two long days, and you don't know how long much time you're going to have between your matches. It's mostly fucking wrestling-based. The thing about the ADCC, if you go out of bounds, you keep going. I mean, mm. the, the, there was sequences that were going under the table, and the ref wasn't stopping it. Even my my third match, in my brain, I was like, I'm out of bounds. and that, that's kind of a So I kind of stopped defending, but they let, let you go. Um. The thing about this rule set, too, is, is if you get taken down, someone double legs you, boom, to your back, and then you go to a turtle position, it's no points for them. So it in other uh, tournaments, you can go to your back. I mean, it's going to be two points, but then you get people playing in the guard. But this tournament, everyone's going to turtle. So it's creating these back takes. It's creating these scrambles. Um, it's fuck, forcing the back takes. It's fucking such a sick rule set. It sucks that the trials... East Coast, West Coast, and the normal ADCC is the only tournaments with those rules. Mm-hmm. I wish the IBGGF would move to that rule set. I think it would make this sport much more popular if they did. Dude, I think so too. Like, look at all the highlights from th- this weekend's trials. Like, crazy fucking highlights. Every match was exciting and badass. Um, but it would probably piss a lot of the guard pullers off. I mean, you get mm-hmm. negatives for guard pulling. You'll lose a match if you can't wrestle. Mm-hmm. you'll end up losing um you you would think it like would cause jiu-jitsu just to evolve and i feel like it is like i think people are half you have to know how to wrestle somewhat yeah like i always think like it's tripping me out like how are you a black belt but you can't wrestle but i guess like jiu-jitsu is way different i don't know you know what i mean yeah well especially gi jiu-jitsu i mean you want to be able to be confident yeah. especially just not even in in the room but on the streets that's what i'm saying you get in a fight it's like i don't know how to double leg the yeah. only thing i know how to do is sit to my butt double and get leg. to single leg x or sit to my butt and get x x guard which i feel like it could still work weirdly but it would work you know what I, mean, I mean but still as some strong explosive motherfucker and you're a little guy who's used to pulling guard single leg x and some big guys on top of you smacking <laughs> your head off the concrete for real i mean i don't know i think it's such a fucking sweet rule set. But. Because it's weird. Like, when I first joined Jiu-Jitsu, obviously, I want to learn how to defend myself. But then you kind of get, like, comfortable. Like, okay, well, I know how to choke someone out, blah, blah, blah. But And then and then you just start getting more into sports Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. But, like, at times, I forget that it's, like, a, a fighting-based thing. Sometimes I forget. Like, I'm so, like, used to doing it every day where it's, like, it's just, like, 
playing basketball with somebody almost. I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes sense, but yeah, I forget well, it's fighting sometimes. Yeah. You know? Well, just watching you last week, I'm like, you you came over to the gym literally not knowing what sprawl meant. Mm-hmm. You just flopped your guard or tried to get your guard. But then last week watching you with a, a wrestler, boom, stuffing him, stuffing his head, sprawling your hips back. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Certain confidence comes with being able to wrestle too, oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, fucking got quite a bit of the gym moved. One day, I probably had 10, 12 guys from the gym help me move shit over, and we're damn near, like, we're going to have our first classes tonight at the new gym. April 8th, the new mats, the cage gets shipped out. Um, but it's going to be a fucking sick little complex. Compared to when we moved the gym from the little garage over to that church, like, holy fuck, dude. We had to paint everything ourselves. Us, what, five had to take down that fucking stage. It took us yeah. probably five times to get the math set up the way we wanted. Um, and But then now this one, just going through all that bullshit and that stress made this transition just pretty fucking smooth, dude. Yeah. Sweet to see the progression. Like, how many years ago was the little garage? Three? I don't know. Three years Two? now, maybe? No, probably... Yeah, I mean, four? Close, close yeah, to four. At least three minimal, maybe a little bit past three. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, this is well. five times the size of that, which is crazy. Yeah, the first gym was nine hundred square feet, and now this is five times as big. Yeah, it's weird looking back and thinking how it's all gone. Yeah, it's crazy. But even for you, dude, you you came to the gym, and you were super passionate about breathing. Um breathing and then you started getting into the cold plunges and then the saunas and then start just researching just trying to trying to become an expert in recovery yeah yeah no i uh i started all that like five years ago when i did that xpt mm-hmm. certification because they showed us the breathing the cold the hot everything so that's what kind of opened my eyes to it so i had just been diving diving in like the last five years of all that mm-hmm. and then uh i kind of got distracted with with uh training jujitsu like i just all that kind of fell like on, on the um on the side like i would still do it but I, I was much more interested in just training jujitsu every day so i don't know in my mind i kind of knew like eventually I, I remember talking about this like two years ago about how i wanted to open up that that center like mm-hmm. a recovery center yeah, and it would just slowly all came together, but I had it in my mind for a few years that I wanted to do this. You yeah, know? and it worked out good, too, because this this mall complex that we're in, it's like the rent's not that expensive. I mean, yeah, the brothers, two brothers own it. They inherit it from their grandpa, and it's this huge fucking mall. I think it's called the Arrowhead Mall, like the old The Arrowhead original mall. Arrowhead Mall, yeah. Yeah, so it's so badass. We literally got the art of recovery right across or right down the hall we got the old school weightlifting gym right across the hall mm-hmm. we got kyle's recharge center right down the hall i mean we're turning this complex into a seriously fucking sick place it's got everything you need you know so now that you have that you have the cold plunge um i mean in and sauna right there do you what's your routine like usually every day with it usually sometimes i'll hit the plunge two three times a day I won't do super long sits, but I may do like a dip in the morning, um, maybe a midday, like a few minutes, and then nighttime. Mm-hmm. But as far as the sauna, I'll only hit that maybe four times a week. 
I feel like if I hit it too much and I'm training a lot, it's just too much sweating. Like, unless I'm hydrating, like, really, really well, mm-hmm. I just feel like it drains me a bit. Um, I love it when people... People would a lot. There's a lot of people I know that would consider themselves very mentally tough. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm mentally strong, and then they get in that cold oh, punch, God. sit in that cold punch for three minutes. Let's see how mentally strong you are, and they can't. I've seen hundreds of people in the last few months get in there, all different types of reactions. Some people who I'm like, oh, he's gonna do pretty good. It's like he just folds, <laughs> and some like older lady who I'm like, she's not gonna do good. She she sits for five minutes. So it's crazy to see the different reactions like in people's body, like how they tense up or how they breathe or. And it sometimes yeah. changes too when you put it that way too, when someone there, I can't do that. I just can't do that. I can't be like, okay, what if you knew that this is beneficial for your body, for your, for your, your body, beneficial for your brain, beneficial for everything. And what if we told you it's, it's mental toughness mm-hmm. that keeps you in there. Being able to be yeah. comfortable too, kind of being uncomfortable. And then they're like, hmm. And then they'll tough it yeah. out a little bit more. I always try and tell them that, you know. Have you been, have you been, um, do you help talk people through it their first time? Oh, yeah, of course. Have to. Well, I'll, I'll usually talk them through maybe up to their like fifth time doing it. Mm-hmm. And, and usually the progression from the first time to the second time is like night and day, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's always the first one. And it's always the first 30 seconds or so where people are in full panic mode. Mm-hmm. And then they get it under control. And then they could sit for maybe a few minutes. But Yeah. it's uh, I mean, if you get in the plunge very first time by yourself, no one's around. It's like it's you're going to get out. But if yeah. you have someone saying, hey, you're okay. You're yeah, okay. Yeah. Just t- follow your breath and just talking to you. Talking to you maybe about the longer exhales, the longer inhales, just slow everything down. Then you're like, oh, okay. Because before even my brother would come down and get in and just think it's like he'd, he'd turn on some metal music. Yeah, just tough <laughs> and it just, out. And just they try bunking. and fight it. They try and fight it. You just have to accept it. It's like yeah. you, you can't fight that cold. Yeah. You can't tense up. It's going to make it worse. It's crazy too. Just I mean, even in jiu-jitsu and wrestling and, and in fighting – you can push so much farther than your body tells you. You you start getting that first forearm pump, you start getting your heart rate high, and you start getting your, your body starts fatiguing a little bit. Automatically, it's going through your mind, I need to rest. I need to shut off. I need to, I need to rest. And, I mean, probably 99% of people go off that, and then they mm-hmm. rest, and they don't push it. But, dude, you can push so much fucking farther than you think you can. It's fucking wild. Yeah. But I feel like you need a coach to put you... To put you there and get yeah, you yeah, there. You it's going to be hard to get there on your own. At least at first, you know. You're, yeah. You're going to probably bitch out. But You want to rip this? This is that I'm good. It's a TV shit. I don't smoke. Um, <laughs> Jay, you've been doing a lot better at, at pushing through, getting tired, pushing through extra rounds. When before, it'd be like you'd be shot. Remember when the gym shot. first... <laughs> Remember when like the, one, the gym two first rounds in, I'm fucking done. Running outside, throwing off your gi top, throwing yourself on the concrete. <laughs> That's fine. I feel like it's probably because you're getting better too. You don't have to be so tense. Yeah. You know, you could relax more and breathe. Knowing where to rest. And yeah, I think I've gotten a lot better too. At like, like that, like um, being efficient with your techniques. Yeah, yeah, being efficient and just like breathing through it. You know what I mean? And kind of like, you have to be like. I feel like somewhat stoic in those moments of like you don't want to show your guy that like 
you're fucking tired as fuck. But yeah. like, I don't know. You're almost like just like keeping a poker face, even if I'm like super dead tired or like, yeah, like if I'm super tired, I would just usually give up like, oh, fuck, I don't give a fuck past my guard. You know what I mean? Who cares? But now it's like, no, fuck that. I'm going to fight. Like, yeah. like in my head, I think like, okay, I'm going to fight hard for these next three, two minutes, however much time is left. And then I have the rest of the day to hang out. I have the whole day to hang out or the whole night. Let me just fight as hard as I can. Yeah. These minutes It's literally minutes compared to you're just chilling at home after that. Yeah. I mean, dude, even after that second match, my ADCC thing, my fucking forearms were shot, dude. And I was so tired. I wasn't able to eat before my first and second or my second, third. And I knew this J-Rod kid, he got a bye. And then Mm. his second match was a minute. So I knew he was fresh as fuck. So it was a big mental game for me just being like, I just got to stay in good position, trust my technique, and just make the right decisions. And just literally with 15 seconds, 15 seconds of the match, and then we go to overtime, I made the wrong decision. He took a shot, and I should have just fucking wrestled. Wrestled and be like, okay, this next in the overtime, I'm going to keep up the same pace I'm doing because I'm – I'm with Takino's like you're you were winning the match you just keep that up but and then I'm so I'm so close to out of bounds too that's where I go to turtle start rolling but a kid hit a nice back take and it wasn't just a fluke he was taking everyone's back mm-hmm. I bet you down there for that train camp they were just literally wrestling and taking backs wrestling and taking backs wrestling and taking backs mm-hmm. and it showed it was fucking nice dude I watched some of their vlogs like the the B team mm-hmm. um road to ADCC vlogs yeah, they just have the best fucking training partners. And they're flying yeah. people in probably. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even for me, I, I felt confident because I, I'm like, I'm wrestling with Division One athletes three times a week. Big ones too. So I know my wrestling's like superb. The best jiu-jitsu guy I'm training with probably is Kino, Aaron, Aaron Wilson. Um, that's probably kind of the best jiu-jitsu guys. That's probably kind of it. Quixinho. Uh, Quixinho once in a while too. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for the next one. I really wish I could get that match back, though. I want where we're both fresh and say, hey, let, let's go again. I, I, there's got to be a way. Yeah, I'm sure, Just like, if he's out. doing ADCC, well, like, I'm sure he'll do other big tournaments right like I super fights or yeah. or just super tell him like hey like let's a, just mean you have a match and like have sugar have sh- have, have, or, <laughs> and have sugar go live or something to that many people he'd probably do it yeah maybe for sure yeah but easily yeah it's funny like going back to like that mental toughness like it's crazy seeing like like remember when you were saying like you have to you're not like at peace with it you're just like comfortable with that feeling or like you've been there before so it's like when you're dead tired like i've been here before and i could push through versus like i've seen people where like they're barely flirting with the tiredness and they just like give up Mm -hmm. it's just like trippy to kind of see like yeah you get you get this like this second wind almost well i think i've said it before too you get familiar with that pain like i've had this i've had this pain before i've been here before i know what it's like so then you can start talking to yourself and staying in it but the first time like Mm -hmm. a lot of these bodybuilders from this this gym there's a lot of jack dude they're gonna come over here and they're probably gonna be really strong for their first two three minutes and they're gonna be hard Mm -hmm. to deal with yeah but then they're gonna fucking fatigue yeah and then it's gonna be like oh shit i'm not my heart is not used to just being able to think coherently at 190 beats per minute. It's just not. I'm panicking. I'm yeah. trying to rest. I'm about to fucking pass out because my heart's not in that good of shape. Yeah, um, that fear muscle, like before the cold or before a competition 
or even like sometimes when I'll go cliff jumping off a big cliff, I feel that same like fear. Even going up talking to girls, like it's it's a muscle that you work on, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So the more shit that you could do that like you feel that fear and but you do it anyway, I feel like it levels you up. Mm-hmm. It levels up your your DNA almost. Oh, for sure. So it just gets easier and easier. But what what's your um self-talk before you go and uh chat up a girl like you see at the store or the gym i I have to be feeling like i'm i'm decent like i have a nice outfit on maybe (laughs) and then i just (laughs) my self-talk is just fuck it dude fuck it because what's the worst that's gonna happen she's gonna just say no and just walk away and it's like okay yeah at least i shot my shot i'm proud of myself for shooting my shot (laughs) yeah it's so funny because I remember I was like gassing you. We were at the coffee. She was like, "Bro, you're a fucking MMA fighter. You're a black belt. You're yeah." Go sometimes get you gotta that. do that. But it's crazy because like when you start thinking about girls, you you, you don't think about that of yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even on this one, on the James Clear, though, like we were talking about, it said it says you you cannot remove struggle from your life, but you can improve your ability to handle it. That's fucking good. That's literally what we're saying, yeah. This one was an interesting one, too. It said, nearly everything in life is unfavorable once it grows to a certain size. It is entirely possible to have too many clients, too much work, and too much fame, too much free time, and so on. Pay attention to when the thing you're chasing exceeds its usefulness. Man, I think about that That's with the gym. I'm like, dude, I, even leaving our old place, I was like, I don't want to leave this. This was like... This was my dream, just have a smaller academy. Now we're growing bigger, which is fine, but I don't want to be, I mean, I guess I guess we could, and I could just, I don't really want to have a gym with 500 members. I mean, the money would yeah. be nice. I guarantee the money you'd be balling, but I'm like, and then it's like not a tight-knit group. You don't know everyone's name. You're just running like almost like a corporate business now. Yeah, it's like where am I gonna have to cut, kind of cut it off? I think they said like um, over a hundred fifty people. It's like over the like in the old days when they had tribes. Once it gets over a hundred fifty, it's kind of like too much people. You can't be super close with everybody. I don't know, maybe one fifty. Yeah. What about for you? What about for you at your place when it starts? That's the thing. Is like right now, I'm the only person working there so it's like every time well at least at the beginning every time somebody came in i had to be there you uh-huh. know and it's like fuck because for me personally i i value my free time more than any amount of money i just want enough money to cover my basic needs like have my good food and then i want to be able to do whatever the fuck i want and i wonder where you got kind of that mindset from because dallas yesterday Dallas is like, he had a parlay, and if he hit it, it would be 90K. I saw that. Yeah. And we're like, and Sean's like, what would you do? Or I asked, what would you do if you won that 90K right now? He said, go buy a McLaren. And he works. He works. And he was being serious. I know. I know he was. He works almost full time yeah. to pay for his Tesla, pay for his bills, just getting by, paying for the bills, but trading his time for money. Mm-hmm. And he said he would go buy a McLaren. So there goes all that money you're still working you're still a slave with your time <laughs> yeah i'm like where why did he get that mindset probably because his i mean some I'm trying to think i don't know i think it's a phase you go through or it's kind of old school it's that's what you do you work you pay your bills you work you pay yeah, your yeah, bills yeah. yeah but it's it could be a phase too we could 
Maybe he needs to experience that and be like, "Fuck, this is not what makes this me is happy." Not what I, like. I mean, it's nice though. I don't think it's bad to like want nice things. You know, no, what I mean? of course not. No, but yeah, there's like a. But, but if you're not balance. already kind of, kind of financially almost free, right. or you're you're you don't you're not. Like for me, like I always think, like okay, Dal, you may make more money on paper than me, but um, my happiness is way more <laughs> through the mm. roof than yours. Like I wake up and I can do whatever I want, and you have to. You have freedom. You put yourself in that position, yeah. though. You know what I mean? So, you you have freedom. Yeah. And I mean, that's fucking big. I mean, I tell him what I do, and I tell him how I do it, and, but he just, I don't know. It could be like, I maybe you want to do that for girls. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what's the reason you want a sick car? Like, why do you think we want, like, I still, like, could buy nice clothes, or, like, you know, why would you buy... Whatever, anything expensive at the mm-hmm. end of the day. For sure, but I, mean, nice I would rather everything. do that once I know I'm good. Like, my yeah, free time is, is set up. I mean, yeah, go through that phase where it's like, yeah, I don't drive a nice car. I, I'm, like, kind of broke, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live that way for n- the next five, ten years because I'm building my skills. And I know once I have a high level in this skill, I'll be able to build a business and then the money will come compared to like, no, I'm going to get a car right now. But now that I have this car that's runs about 1500 a month, now I got to find, I got to find some bullshit job and give my time away when that could go to be training. Well, I, I went through that because when I was younger, I got the Beamer. I was like, fuck, I want all the nice clothes. Mm-hmm. And then I just, the, the more research I did, like the more books I read, I, I just realized that wasn't making me truly happy. So then I kind of took like, a, I got rid of all that shit. And, and then I started building like a, the, the daily pra- like practices mm-hmm. that actually made me happy. And now I'm like, okay, once I have that base, now I, I don't mind getting the nicer shit. Mm-hmm. But I went that route too. So I see where Dal's coming from. It's like... He just has to go through it. You, you know? want it right away, yeah. It's one of those things where people say, like, money doesn't bring happiness. But if you tell that to somebody who doesn't have money, they're they're not going to believe you. They just have to go through it. I like when Naval says even money brings freedom. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I mean, fuck, dude. Yeah. Okay. How in media psychological research is it has often been assumed that watching pornography harms romantic relationships. A new study challenges that idea by showing that couples who watch porn together tend to report higher sexual and relationship satisfaction. In terms of watching porn alone, relationships only seem to suffer when there are significant differences in sex drive between partners. Uh, Did you and Nisa ever watch porn together? No, we never did, honestly. But I know she'd be down, but like even like that, like having conversations about like what you really want, like sexually can be a little not awkward, but you're kind of scared to see what they're going to say almost. You know what I mean? Because I never really got like in depth with any girl I dated. Like, but with Anissa, we did talk a lot about like, yo, this is what I want. This is and she would tell me what she wants Mm. type of thing, but never sat down. Like it's weird with with. I mean, probably most marriages and, and, and a majority of partners I know, they've probably never even had that conversation. And they're married. And I that's know, supposedly yeah. their best, best friend, friend and yeah. person that's closest to them. And they don't want to have that conversation about what what they're into or what they, they fantasize about. It's crazy. Yeah, you would think, right? But, like, it always goes back to nobody ever taught us really how to, like, communicate with even just our friends or, like, your partners. You know what I mean? 
Well, dude, I mean, coming up from three, four, five, six, when you start to be kind of coherent of what's going on, the only people you see is the way your parents are treating each other Mm -hmm. and the way they're interacting and the way their relationship is. So that's literally molding your brain to how relationships are supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Just fucking crazy. Ryan and I started watching some porn together. I, I finally started explaining to her, be like, I'm like, fuck it. This is, I'm just going to tell her. What is she going to break up with me? If she breaks up with me because this is the kind of things I'm into, then she doesn't love me. I mean, if you just love your person because they do certain things to make you happy, it's like, that's not really love then. But we started, I started explaining her. I'm like, I'm fucking like a horny dude. Like, I mean, I like chicks and it has nothing to do with you. You're, I want to date you. Like, I want to be with you. I don't want to date other chicks. Um, and then we started watching some porn together and she's like, damn. And then she's, she's like such a goody good girl. She never even watched porn before. She was, so she was just like, it was kind of awkward the first couple times wondering mm-hmm. what she's thinking and stuff, but then just started to build on it. Um, yeah, fuck. How does watching por- pornography affect relationships? According to popular media, the answer often has been that watching porn, especially when one partner watches alone, can damage relationships and lead to unrealistic or hun- unhealthy expectations about sex. That would make sense if it's by yourself. For sure. And you're watching yeah. crazy shit, and then, and then you're not bringing your partner along, and then when you guys have sex, it's just kind of vanilla. Vanilla, yeah. yeah. That would make sense. Psychological research has partly supported these ideas. Although a few studies have proposed that watching porn necessarily hurts relationships, research has found correlations suggesting that porn exposure exposure leads to decreased sexual and relationship satisfaction, decreased sec, or decreased relationship commitment, increased rates of cheating. But a new study offers a more nuanced look at the role porn can play in romantic relationships. The research is published in Frontiers in Psychology challenges mainstream notions about porn, finding that romantic partners who watch porn together tend to be more sexually satisfied and content with their relationships, at least when the couple is on the same page. I mean, you got to have a girl that's fucking open-minded too. If you have a girl that's just not open-minded, she's just going to think how her friends think and she's just going to think how her parents think and she's not willing to challenge it. It's like, fuck. Do I even I want like to be with this person? If a girl's truly into you, she'd be down to do whatever you want to do sexually. Like if she was really into you. Yeah. You know? I feel like everyone just has that primal like but, horniness. I mean, there's there's probably a... a what if the guy wants to fist the girl? <laughs> I mean, there's got to be a, a, a ceiling a to it. point? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, everybody's into different shit. I'm sure. I mean, there's some guys that are into weird shit, dude. When I'm cruising X videos, just pissing on. <laughs> there's just weird shit. I'm like, like what kind of dark it? shit are you looking at? No, it's just on no. the main page. It's on the fucking main page. You're just scrolling down <laughs> looking for something good, and you're like, Jesus. I mean, people are fucking yeah, weird, are. dude. But I feel like you p- people crave that weird shit when like they lack the real life pussy. Like when I'm getting consistent like seeing girls consistently i don't even crave porn yeah it's like it doesn't even cross my mind i mean yeah if you're if you're sitting there you beat off once to porn and then you're bored all day and then you're gonna look at porn for a second time the more you the the second third time you start looking at some weird shit dude you start getting bad maybe it goes back to like you know when you always want to up some shit like you always want to up the positive you always want to up your porn i don't know well the dopamine it's probably craves uh even 
a crazier video to get the same hit. Yeah. Yeah. For I'm sure. sure you've been in some dark <laughs> places. Oh, God. <laughs> Fucking Dell, well, imagine. Because when I was a kid, I, sometimes I would hit it like five, six, seven times a day. Woo. Sugar Shane, you're on set. Dude, you're, all, you're live on Twitch. This is perfect timing. We're live on Red Hawk Recap. Yes, yes we are. I and we're talking about some fuck, deep shit. I, I cannot make this shit up. Schmitty worked today. He was his first day of the day. He called in already. He is not going in until Monday. He called in three days already. What? What a hell of a worker, Schmidt. What's your thoughts on that, bud? I'm just doing training right now, Jim. He has training today for the next three days, and he said, hey, do you guys mind if I start training Monday? And they didn't care. They didn't care at all. Damn. And the training, the training is literally just watching videos. I've never met someone so hungry to work. Now that's hunger at its finest. That's fucking, that's motivating. I'm inspired. It is, it is. I'm going to start. I'm gonna start training for my fight in a couple months. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> I just, just. <laughs> called in. That's funny, dude. Hey, I went. Through, I remember my phase where I went through like just a very work, work, work phase. Where like when I started, when I turned 18, I worked at a warehouse. I didn't have a car or anything, so it was like my goal was to get a car. So literally, I would take the bus like at five in the morning, like two buses, just to be on time. Work like a 10-hour shift, come home, go to sleep. It was just like repeat. It was kind of boring, but I was like, I need to get a car. So I just saved up like three G's and then I bought a Honda Just hustle. and then I got a better car and then just kept grinding. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Some people don't got that. I mean, and, and it's not their fault. They yeah. didn't, they didn't build themselves. They didn't build their habits. It's their parents fault in yeah. a way. Cause for me, I was like, well, my mom was super broke. So it's like, I can't ask her for money. She doesn't even have money to give me. I'm like, I'm going to figure out a way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it takes a certain type of awareness to be like, okay, I wasn't raised that way, but I have to change it. And mm-hmm. these are the ways I'm going to change it. And I have to say discipline with these because it's like, dude, even, even like, like Sean, he, his mom thinks, thinking she's going to be a good mom doing fucking everything for him, doing his laundry, doing his dishes, doing this. And then he goes out on his own and he just feels reliant on his mom. He can't even be happy because he's got to take care of all this shit. And then he gets in a relationship and the and I mean, they communicate good now. So they got figured out, but Danny's like, he, he doesn't want to clean or doesn't want to, but it's like, it's not even his fault. It's yeah. his, it's his mom's fault for raising him that way. It's fucking crazy. Um, so dude, probably one of my favorite people is your down syndrome brother. What was it like growing up with like a down syndrome brother? It was weird because, um, so he's four or five years younger than me. And, um, I remember when he was born, like I I didn't fully understand what, what was wrong with him. I just remember how old were you? I was like five Uh maybe. And I didn't really understand what was going on, like, because he always had to be at the hospital. Mm-hmm. When he was born, he was at the hospital for maybe two months. And I was like, what the fuck? Because he didn't really look too, too different, you know? But I was just so young and, and unaware. And then I remember, like, he had a lot of problems growing up, like, was always going to the doctor's office. And uh, then I started getting at an age where I, like, kind of understood what was going on. And he was just, it was weird because like, 
he had Down syndrome, but me and my brother always played a bunch of different sports, like super athletic. So he kind of just followed that. And uh, like, he's probably one of the most athletic Down syndrome kids I've ever seen. Oh, easily. Like, he's fucking pretty jacked. Oh, he's more jacked than most people. Yeah. Than you. Yeah. Oh, he is. <laughs> and he can kind of like, he's pretty athletic. He has good balance. He has good balance. But the thing about Matt is his brain is so smart. He knows everything that's going on on a very deep level uh-huh. it's just his communication is like that of a fucking two-year-old that's crazy like because some of the kids that i teach for the classes they're four and their communication skills are very good you know mm-hmm. and i don't know if my brother needs like a communication coach just to help him sound out the words mm-hmm. because i know he knows like Okay, I'm thinking this. I just don't know how to say it. I could t- I could tell that hanging out with him too, and he gets frustrated that he can't. He gets say pissed, it. yeah. Because my family, we know what he's saying. Uh huh. Because all his little slang, we were there growing up. You yeah. Know? But other people, he tries to like communicate with, and they just don't understand. And it probably pisses him off when people try to like slow down their speech and stuff with him, or just, just talk like, to him like he's fucking yeah, not there, it, you know. I wonder if you could teach someone like Matthew like sign language. He, and they he could... used to learn sign language, uh-huh. but he wouldn't want to do that now. That's crazy. But hanging out with him, hanging out with you two brothers growing up. Well, this was the thing that kind of turned him like bad was mm-hmm. we used to game a lot playing Call of Duty and he would sit there right with us with uh-huh. a controller that wasn't plugged in. So uh-huh. he thought he was playing, but we would just cuss, like say the most Dude. foul shit and he Jay, would hear he all of it. On, you because dude you're in war with your boys you're in war with war, f- war with a couple of your boys and you i mean morals go out the fucking door oh, yeah. yeah and People, him hearing that though oh fuck. at what age probably seven and and we're going to, <laughs> and we were on like uh soccer teams or just played sports and he would go and he would flip people off and just Say some <laughs> fucked up shit. Well, I wonder where we like picked up to like profanity and like how to uh, express it. I guess when we're kids too, right? Yeah. Or movies. Yeah, yeah movies for sure. Movies and shit. But uh, that gaming was where I learned a lot. It was just X rated as you can get. I remember. See, and I didn't. I didn't go that deep because I mean. As a Jehovah's Witness, I mean, ra- being raised, I wasn't allowed to buy toy guns, or I surely wasn't mm. allowed to play video games with guns and stuff. So I w- I'm not definitely as dark as you. But are. you're definitely dark. Now. <laughs> That's why probably you're dark now because you didn't have it. Your <laughs> no. kid, you- Jake, you know as well yeah, as I do yeah, that yeah. kid. Hanging around fucked. this kid, it brings it out of you. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just always funny though, even like, even with like friends, you know, you don't know like. Can I say this around this person yet? Oh, you slowly start yeah, to work it in. You know what I, I do, though, is I try to just, no matter if this person's a, a doctor or a business person or an older guy, I act the way I act. And I think that's why I get close friends with people yeah. because they're like, oh, this kid's not acting some fake way that he's supposed to act. Yeah. He's just fucking yeah. being himself. Just being goofy. And then it brings the, it out of them, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. So you got a girlfriend now, Art? <laughs> I don't. Your baby. Millie. I don't. So I have a girl cl- that how, I like. How close <laughs> to having a fish? Girl? I don't know. It's complicated. The last few days have been complicated. Really? Yeah. Why? 
Because she's wanting to tighten just, it in a little no, bit. No, I think she she's kind of sensing some other things going on. <laughs> <laughs> but are you yeah. honest with her? Like you tell her you're hooking up with other girls or no? She's this one's hard because I really like her. Yeah. I, I don't want to ruin it. So I haven't been completely honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. God damn it. I know. But she would probably almost. I mean, she probably would understand. But it's like, I don't think we're at that level. You don't want to risk fucking. I don't want to risk it. Yeah. Because when I find a girl that I like like this, it's rare. She's an attractive chick. Yeah. What's good about her? Everything. (laughs) Not only is she physically like perfect, like 10 out of 10. Like even I still get nervous being around her. Really? Like that doesn't happen. Damn. But her, her mindset is so similar to mine. Like. And she's a little a little bit older, like she's twenty seven. She's kinda been through it all. She's mature, like she likes the psychedelics, eating good, um, nature, like all the shit that I like. Uh-huh. She likes too. So look at that camera right there and say I love you. <laughs> Tell her just <laughs> too it. soon. Is it? Is it? No, but if she's like just like you, why don't you be on it? Because if she is like you. I still crave other women. Well that's what I'm saying tell her do you and if i talk, be with her i that? would be monogamous with her do you bring it up a little bit being like this is kind of how my mind works like she, she, I, she's probably no. smart enough to yeah, understand she, can, she can't be naive I, I agree but if you start a relationship with a girl i don't think you you can start it like that no i don't think it would work you gotta build build Foundation. some level of, because how long did you build for years? six years seven six years it's like building yeah. a solid foundation just like that's yeah. exactly it like course that could happen in the future but well and then and it, it kind of for mariah it kind of went away of like oh i'm gonna lose him i mean when it's very first and you don't have the strong strong connection that's the thing and then you you're, you're fucking with other girls you're building connections with other people then that fear isn't strong towards like no he doesn't he loves yeah. me like he wants to be with me and it's weird because i know like uh having kind of casual sex with a lot of girls it's not very fulfilling mm-hmm. like it's it's just kind of like uh I think one of those died i think it was mine oh it's just kind of like i don't know it gets old after a while you know yeah whereas if you could have a deep connection with somebody mm-hmm. and maybe that's your only partner but it's hard to say because it's like okay i say that but then maybe a year down the road i i crave the other girls mm-hmm. it's just maybe i'm too young right now i'm not in that phase I feel like it's never going to go away t- unless unless you block that part out. And then you block it out and you make it a, a conscious effort to when I crave other women, I try to distract myself with something else. I think you could, but I feel like it's never going to go away. It's just not in our DNA to be able to look at a woman and say, nope. Well, maybe not everybody because Dal... Now he's wiped up. He's like, I'm not. If a ten out of ten came to me, but I wouldn't. I, even. He's like never really experienced like in yeah. debt. Like he's in that lovey like honeymoon. Like, oh my god, you're the only girl I think about. But then, okay, we haven't seen him in a situation where it's like, okay, this girl's trying to suck your D right now. Yeah, and no one's gonna know. Exactly. Yeah, it's like he. Well, he he hasn't even been with a girl for fucking a month, so he doesn't know. Yeah, That's true. Like period. Yeah, but Jay saying <laughs> I was thinking about this too. Jay saying he loves girls like right off the breath. We talk about every girl or love. I don't love every girl. Is it lust or love? But who are who's it? But in for that us moment, to say, how Sean was saying. No, that's what I was saying. You know I mean? In that moment, yeah. 
I, I mean, who is us to say what his definition of love is? I feel the same way. I fall in love with girls easily too. Yeah. But but it, but, but would you be willing to commit to them right away? Or well, in why that does moment, love have to that have to have that in it as well? Like you that's think, true. Just because well, you say you love them doesn't mean you're going to be with them. Oh, I could say I love every girl I'm fucking, but it's not like a deep love. You, yeah, but do you love that moment? Love. You love that moment with them. You love well, them in that moment. Inside. I think there's levels of love. There's depth of love. Obviously. Yeah, so agree. do you say, do you say I love you level one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's many levels. <laughs> that's probably better. No, but I don't say it like in a manipulating way. I that's do. just like I'm just being truthful. But it probably gives a girl of be like, wow. This guy, but think, we talk this guy about thinks it. I'm actually special. Yeah, every girl's special, boss. <laughs> <laughs> no, special it. to you. To where it's like... Yeah, yeah I, I think mean, you can I don't love s- multiple people. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You can. There, anyone There's who says no you, you can't, can't love multiple people, it's like you are... I mean, you are very fucking conditioned. You're yeah. super conditioned. It's hard though because it's hard to read those books like awareness, like where it just says, "Oh, nobody else controls your happiness or your feelings." Mm-hmm. It's easy to understand that, but it's like when you get put in the situations, it's fo- it's so hard. Oh, bro, it's but almost Im- not impossible, but it's like our conditioning is so deep. Yeah, that it's like okay, I know that I shouldn't let other people affect me, but I still feel it. Yep, it's like what the fuck. Yeah. So it's sure. hard it's hard for me to say like but you have that conversation in your mind. What would what would your advice be to someone else? I always th- when I get in situations, I always do that. I say if someone was asking me advice on this, what would I say? And then have that conversation in your brain. Be like, "Hmm. Okay. I mean, you got to be able to mm-hmm. if you read it and you're preaching what you read, you have to be able to Yeah. And it makes sense yeah. like I feel like we like, we're not like um what is the word we don't have bad intentions my intentions are never bad you know what yeah. I mean like at the root of it whether they know it or not yeah yeah some people are I mean, like with bad intentions will say that too fuck try and manipulate too, like you know what I mean yeah control the situation yeah I don't think that's good I don't think that's good so why do you still do it <laughs> yeah yeah right I'm good about it dude I'm good about letting the girls know even in Vegas there's no need for this girl this this weekend to know I had a girlfriend but she she knew like it wasn't it's just like chill like cool yeah, yeah. it just makes it better um okay but I got this mirror guy coming right now and then I gotta yeah, gotta do some 53. other shit um no gi tonight I mean gi and no gi tonight it's gonna be fucking fun I'm so pumped yeah I'll be there all right, guys. Thanks for watching. If you want to support the pod, uh, like and subscribe. I mean, I, I, I saw a stat on my YouTube that 60% of people aren't subscribed. I mean, we're only going to try to put out quality stuff and not put out shit stuff that's filling your feet up and you're not going to like. So subscribe. It helps out. If not, no fucking biggie. But thanks for Brother Art coming on. Uh, thanks, Jax. Okay, see you next week.